Meek Melly, uh, I'm getting hit in my Lambo. Lambo. Too many sticks in my bando. Yeah. Oh, we touch that Brito. Nick Kyrie with the handles. Everybody popping this lit shit. Lit shit. Till we come blot your candles. <laughs> Young nigga popping that bitch shit. Bitch shit. And it's ain't shot like a sando. Whoa, wait. She's not on my bitch. Ain't got a tie, you can tell that I'm rich. Get out of pocket, we murder your dog. Foot to stop barking and turn him a Vic. Spin on that ice, we gon' murder the ball. I put the call and they coming in here. Strapping like we never heard of the law. One thing about me, I'm never gonna snitch. Talking that Jesse reform, fuck is your doing all man. I've been in the trap all week, niggas cooking popcorn and selling hard ten. Shorty want Netflix chill. I don't really really want to kick a band down. I'm the type fuck a bad bitch first night, then kick the whole wild life pan. Too big headed to take your advice. So talk to me nice. My designer the couch and fuck up your wife. We do what we like. Yeah. so bad, my blow through bands. Yeah, the fuck up a life. Diamonds that came with a birth certificate, ain't overnight. 50 pack off blue face, it come a few ways. Yeah, yeah, I go too crazy. If I do say so myself, this my new bang. She go two ways. Well, well, I go too crazy. If I do say I just want to say something real quick, okay? I just have an announcement. Y'all got it? Y'all got it? Y'all got it right here? You got it recording? It's recording? Yeah, um... Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for another organization like this again. I'm going to repeat myself. For the slow people in the back, I'm going to repeat myself, okay? Daryl Morey is a liar, and I will never play for <laughs> Hey, yo, man, James Harden put on that goddamn customer service voice, didn't he? He put on that customer service voice quickly he put on that goddamn team lead voice he put on that motherfucking hate to say it but he put on that white voice real quick <laughs> yo it's king known uncensored man no brotherly love we gonna get right into the bullshit there's a lot of bullshit going on and there is yo so Joel Embiid subliminally is telling the world that he's unhappy in Philly because now now he sees this he sees how much of a piece of shit his team president is. But my question is, where the fuck is Elton Brand? You know, my father made a good point earlier. Where the fuck is Elton Brand? Like, what the fuck going on? Like seriously. Elton Brand's been MIA throughout this whole situation. I got a question. Does Elton Brand have the power to fire Daryl Morey? Let's find out, man. Let's let, let's Google is our friend, right? Google is the homie, right? Hold on, man. Let's find out what's up. That's crazy that Google doesn't have the answer, Sway.
Hmm. So a GM can't fire a team president? That's something I need. I need answered, man. So I'm gonna have like a comments board and everything, man. You know what I'm saying? Answer me that. The general manager says right here on Wiki, the general manager is you normally the person who hires and fires the coaching staff, including the head coach. Oh, so the general manager reports to the team president. God damn it. So that means that brand can't even fire this nigga. It seems like that's an owner move to fire the team president. I'm going to be honest with y'all, man. That's crazy. But back to Joel and B, right? So there is a sweepstakes. There are multiple teams that are vying for Embiid services. Understandable. You got the Miami Heat, right? You got the Miami Heat. I did a live um, a couple of days ago explaining this. You know what I'm saying? So I did a live talking about this and my live explained what Pat Riley's actual plan may be. And I had also said that this would be a very difficult move to pull off. But I think what Pat Riley is trying to do is to get a big three of Damian Lillard, Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid to Miami. And he's willing to sacrifice whoever to make that happen, including Bam. That's my theory. It's not a fact. It's an opinion. Just letting y'all know off the rip. I didn't hear this from nobody, but I have a theory on what Pat Riley could be possibly up to. But we'll see if he can pull it off. Also, the Golden State Warriors... You know, this is a rumor. This is a rumor, right? The Warriors have offered Wiggins, Kaminga, and multiple first-round picks for Embiid. Now, if you want to ruin your team on both sides by making that deal, you could do so. But from what I heard, though, the Warriors wanted Harden as well in that deal. And that's when Golden State was, that's when Philly was like, get the fuck out of here. You know, Warriors got a little bit greedy here. You know, Warriors want another title. So they're willing to do whatever. And then, of course, the Houston Rockets, another team that's interested. Hey, man. That's all they need right there is a true franchise player. But who would they give up to get Joel Embiid, though? My million-dollar question is, who would you give up? I mean, Shingun would obviously be the first choice. Tari Eason would be a choice, for sure. I mean, are you willing to give up Jalen Green? To get Joel Embiid, I damn sure will. I would give the boy Humper up. I would give the male pelvic thruster on another male up for Joel Embiid if I can get him. 
and a couple of firsts. I don't see why not. Then you have Van Vliet, Dylan Brooks. You got Cam Whitmore. You got Amin Thompson. Shit, you got some shit over there after making a move like that. So... Gotta think about shit like that, man. I know it's crazy. I know people weren't expecting, you know, the possible thought of trading a Joel Embiid. That within itself sounds idiotic, in my opinion. I would never trade Joel Embiid if I'm the Philadelphia 76ers. Those are my thoughts on that. But however, if I'm able to get maybe two star players for Joel, I take it. And future first round picks. The team to really uh, low key bargain with is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I keep saying this on every show. You're going to hear it on every fucking show. But every team should negotiate with the goddamn Thunder for those picks. Because, I mean, what about Homegrown? Both Jalen Williams. Multiple first round picks for Joel. What do y'all think about that? It's a thought. But me personally, I would never trade Joel Embiid. That would be ridiculous. You know, because Joel Embiid, you know, removed the Sixers from his bio. I mean, I think he sees the writing on the wall here that this team ain't going to never be better than what it actually is. The Sixers are in complete turmoil. They just are. Because we don't know what roster will they have when the regular season starts. Will James Harden be on the team? That's the first question. Will Harden be on the team? Will Joel Embiid be on the team? Will they be without Joel Embiid and James Harden? And if you do trade both guys... What are you getting in return? See, this is why you can't pick the NBA champion right even as early as right now because we don't know the fates and the situations of all 30 teams 100%. We can only go by what Woj and Sham says because those are the two NBA insiders, the lead NBA insiders that know every fucking thing. There are things that Woj and Shams know that we don't know. We don't know until they put it out there. I can imagine being a Wojan Shams. Like, you can't be married. You gotta be single. Ain't no way. Wojan Shams coming home to a woman. They devote too much time to their motherfucking job. They dead ass serious and they serious business. Can you imagine if Wojan Shams retires? Who the fuck we going to go to for NBA news after this? But that Sixers franchise is down bad. And this is also a distraction. What about the other Sixers? What about Tyrese? What about Tobias? You know what I'm saying? What about those two guys? They're confused on who's going to be their teammate. 
Then, if Harton does return to the team, it's going to be awkward amongst the team because it's just like, dude, you did all this shit for nothing, basically. You're causing a distraction. You're fucking up our chemistry. And it's a problem. It's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward tension and energy that they have to work out throughout the season and stuff. You got a guy that doesn't really want to be there, so he's probably not going to play 100% to his full potential because he doesn't want to be there. And he's, you know, you got Joel Embiid who's sitting there looking at all this. It's just like the common denominator is the organization. Philadelphia is looking like Portland out here with the bad organization shit. Staying with the Sixers, the NBA is fining Sixers star James Harden $100,000 for his recent comments referring to franchise president Daryl Morey as a liar. Well, good. Even though $100,000 is a night at the strip club with James Harden. I mean, James Harden spent so much money with strippers that they got a Hall of Fame jersey hanging up of James Harden. So $100,000 is like $10. I think they should have upped the ante to a million. That would have sent a real message. You know, it's some people out there that's saying that this is unfair. This is not right. We'll get to that. But my thing is, it's well-deserved at this point. Not because he called Daryl Morey a liar. But it's just that there are consequences to your actions. And James Harden's actions over the years have dug these consequences out of a grave. You can't be going around acting overprivileged. Because you are a great basketball player. And somewhat of an all-time great. I don't think it's people out there that think he's an all-time great. I don't even think he's top 75 for real, for real. Well, I'm going to take that back. I think he's top 75, but he's not top 50. In my opinion. But it's just... I can't stand people like Ben Simmons and James Harden for this reason. You have the opportunity to make millions of dollars and to play basketball at an elite level, and you don't take full advantage of it. Meanwhile, there are G League guys that would kill to have your opportunity and would maximize their games if they were in the same situation. Meanwhile, motherfuckers want to fart around and half-ass and do C plus work or C minus work. And that's why I don't like those guys. I think those two guys are just corny to me. But there's more in this situation. As part of an NBA probe into his liar comment, James Harden told league investigators he was referring to Daryl Morey telling Harden that he will trade him quickly following the $35.6 million opt-in for 2023-2024. The 76ers' stance now is they expect to keep Harden. For the league's purposes on the fine, Harden's comments that 
he would never be a part of an organization that included Maury played a bigger part in the fine, sources said. It touched on the league's rules concerning public trade demands. Let's stop right there before we get to the the last part. Well, openly demanding a trade does garner a fine. That is an NBA rule. I remember Anthony Davis doing the same thing, you know, calling out that he doesn't want to play for the uh, Pelicans anymore, so they fined him 50000 So here's where I disagree with this right here. The National Basketball Players Association will file a grievance to an arbitrator disputing the NBA's $100,000 fine on Philadelphia's James Harden and league's assertion that his recent statements violated collective bargaining agreement rules against public trade demands. I understand why they're doing it. I guess they're doing their best to to protect uh, James Harden because... You know, he just called him a lot. He didn't necessarily demand a trade verbatim. You know, Harden fell victim to (laughs) what a lot of stupid niggas fall. Yes, I said stupid niggas. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. He fell victim to a lot of what stupid niggas think, which is trusting these owners. You never trust these owners, especially these white owners. Who have that slave master mentality. And Daryl Morey just happens to be one of those people. And I mean that with all disrespect. I'm not saying that Daryl Morey's a racist. I'm saying that. You don't never trust. Anybody in a position of power. Never take the word. Of somebody in a position of power. Especially. A white person in a position of power. And then on top of that, you didn't think Daryl Morey tried to trade you, James. I'm sure that man tried to tried to trade James Harden. And I do think that Daryl Morey does care about James Harden and love James Harden like a son. You know, that's Birdman Sr., Birdman Jr., I'm just saying, like, I don't know why you decided to trust this man's word. Man, if you really wanted out of the Sixers, you could you should have just opted out and became a free agent just like any other normal player would. I mean, this is business. But here's the thing, though. I'm pretty sure that Maury tried to trade James Harden and did not. And the Sixers did not get the deal that they wanted. And that happens. Just because it wasn't at the speed that you wanted. And this is the thing about James Harden. When he doesn't get his way, he acts like a spoiled white eight-year-old girl. Throws a temper tantrum. Says, fuck you, mom. Fuck you, dad. I hope you die. You know, shit like that. 
You know what I'm saying? But the MBPA, I don't think that shit's going to go through. I think the fine, they're going to make the fine stick. And that's fine with James Harden. He don't give a fuck. $100,000, like $10 to this man. I think spend that in the strip club. He spend that on burgers and fries. He spends 100K on burgers and fries. Nigga, get 10 burgers and some fries. $100,000, please. But that's my thing, dog. This is just an all-around fucked-up situation in Philly. I feel bad for Philadelphia. I feel bad for their fans that they have to experience yet another situation like this. It just seems like Philly can't get to the conference finals. They haven't been to the conference finals since 2001. That's a long time ago, my friend. Damn, that is 22 years ago. I remember 2001 was five, six years ago. But that y'all ain't been to the conference finals in 22 years? I don't know, man. Philadelphia getting up there as far as piss poor organizations, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy. You got to think of the people that they've had. And then the struggle. You remember the struggle period where they could barely win 10 fucking games. I don't think Philly wants to go back there. And I feel like James Harden is right about what he's saying about Daryl Morey. But uh, James Harden has to look in the mirror at himself. All right. Now, um, off that bullshit. Now we got some other shit going on. Let's see what else is going on in the world here. We got the Knicks finalizing. I don't know. I might be a little bit late on this, but the Knicks and Josh Hart agreed on a four-year, $81 million contract extension. Seems like now that the three guys, the three kids from Villanova have reunited in New York, he's looking to get that paper. And Josh Hart is a good player. He's a quality NBA pro, a professional. He's a professional. Four years, 81 million. Get paid, young nigga, get paid. Does he deserve this money? Not really. But for what he exemplifies as an athlete and a professional, hey, he's worth every penny. Fuck it. Now you got a decent little core around Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson now. You got... DeVincenzo, you got Josh Hart now, Mitchell Robinson's still there, RJ Barrett's still there. New York pretty much has their entire core from last year. So let's see what they do. More good news. We got Matt McClung, the former slam dunk champion, has uh, agreed to a partially guaranteed deal with the Orlando Magic. Okay, well, we don't know the years on that shit. It's looking like a one-year deal because, you know, this is a this is a wild thing right here. I mean, I like Mac McClung. He's going to be entertaining in Orlando if he gets some clock. I'm sure he's going to get some time. But, you know, it's some crazy shit going on over there. They're kind of loaded at the guard position. You know, he's got to battle through a lot of guys. You know, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. 
Jet Howard, who just got drafted. Anthony Black, who just got drafted. That's a deep, they are deep at guard over there in Orlando. I wouldn't be, like I told you, I wouldn't be surprised if the Orlando Magic made the play-in next year. They have that much potential out there. And then, you know, getting, you know, the smaller pieces like Joe Ingles, adding a veteran like that to your team puts them, you know, at the respectable, you know, a team that you should respect. I mean, obviously, you still have your core guys and Paolo Banchero, you know what I'm saying? That dude, we already know what type what type of cat he is. He got both Watner brothers showing out and shit. We'll talk about that. Let's talk about Team USA. Hey man, I remember I remember posting this shit on TikTok. I remember y'all laughing at Team USA. Laughing. I still got the comments. Let me see. Let me see if I could find them. Because a lot of y'all was talking mad shit on TikTok about Team USA. Because I remember the comments. Let's, Let's read some comments. It was about 10 of them. Okay. I mean, me personally, um, I wasn't sure, you know, I made a joke in the comments about, you know, the best players in the league being from foreign countries. I mean, they are though. I mean, Luka, Giannis, Jokic, those are top five, those are top five, top 10 players. I mean, yes, we have LeBron. Yes, we have Kevin Durant. We get it. But that was a joke for me. Now look at the comments. Mid as hell, if not bad. What are we doing, bro? This this gotta be the bench. We're getting wiped. Here's a logical comment. Motherfuckers acting like there ain't six all-stars on this team. And my response to this was, this is a balanced team. I liked the team. Don't get me wrong. This got 300 views too. A lot of people were saying some wild shit about Team USA. Like they were going to get their ass kicked. This, that, the third. And I was just like, well, I think this is a balanced team. I think this is what Team USA needed. I don't think Team USA needed all those superstars. You understand? I think they needed a decent collection of guys. And I think that this is working out. I mean, they play well in that Steve Kerr, Golden State 
offense. I mean, their last game against Germany, that was very entertaining. We got to talk about that real quick. I mean, they won. The, the United States did win 99 and 91. But here's the thing, though, right? The USA team was down as many as 15 points. You know, I caught the highlights. I was like, whoa. Because, you know, my father and I was texting back and forth. My, my pops was like, uh, you know, Team USA losing to Germany, right? I'm like, who the fuck, who the fuck is on Germany? I look at the roster. The roster's hella decent. I mean, Isaac Bonga played in the NBA a couple of years. He's still young. Franz Watner, both Watner brothers are out, were out there balling. Johannes Voigtman was killing. Dennis Schroeder didn't realize. I forgot he was from uh, Germany. I forgot. But Anthony Edwards had. I hate to say it. I hate to use this comparison. God bless the dead. Don't shoot me in the comments, but Anthony Edwards looked like Kobe Bryant out there. I'm not saying he played like him. I'm just saying like the Mamba mentality was activated on Anthony Edwards. 37 points, 11 of 21 from the field. Dude had a God-level fourth quarter. They came back from down 15 to win by eight. I think they were playing with Germany, in my personal opinion. They took Germany lightly, and Germany was busting their ass because they were killing them in the paint. Because USA doesn't really have a true center on this team except Walker Kessler. And Walker Kessler didn't play no minutes. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I don't know what the fuck Steve Kerr was thinking by not playing Kessler. I mean, they, they got both Watners out there. Like, those niggas are like, Franz is 6'9", 10". Moe is like 7 feet tall. Walker Kessler is a shot blocker. But... To Jaron Jackson Jr.'s credit, he did have six blocks that game. God damn. I got the hiccups live. Only me. Only King Known Uncensored do I get the hiccups live. But I don't give a fuck. I'm fighting through this hole. I don't give a shit. Jaron Jackson. I mean, this dude has played relatively well. Actually, no, I was wrong. Edwards had 34. I'm sorry. I was looking at plus minus. But that's same thing. Shit. 34, 37. Whatever, nigga. Anthony Edwards had 34 points on 11 of 21 shooting. 4 of 8 from 3. Austin Reeves and Tyrese Halliburton came off the bench to help because Brandon Ingram was M-I-A. Like, Germany was locking the starters up. Edwards was the only thing that they couldn't contain. (laughs) 
the minutes distribution was so nasty in this game. I don't know. Maybe they got to change the way that they uh, distribute minutes on Team USA. But that shit was wild. Just watching AE. Like, you know, Jaron Jackson's a person that has improved as an all-around player in these USA uh, games. I kind of think that I, I ranked him too low in my future top 50 list, which will you guys will not know when it's dropping. Which is something that I will work on after this show, by the way. You know, the work doesn't end while you're live. The work continues. It never stops. Let's move on to my next subject. Oh, man. In completely disrespectful news, the Dallas Mavericks are planning to stretch and wave center JaVale McGee and re-sign Markeith Morris on a deal. Mavs must execute stretch and wave by next week. Wow. The Mavericks throughout JaVale McGee's entire tenure as a Maverick disrespected this man. They didn't start playing JaVale McGee until midseason. And by the time they started playing JaVale McGee, it was too late. I honestly don't think that JaVale McGee, I don't think Dwight Powell is better than JaVale McGee. I don't think Maxi Kleber is better than JaVale McGee. I don't know what the fuck was going on. I thought when the Mavericks grabbed Christian Wood and JaVale McGee, I thought they were big winners in the offseason. They were, but Jason Kidd just wasn't playing these guys. Like, at all. And they tanked to get the number 10 overall pick. They tanked to get Derek Lively. No disrespect to Derek Lively. But Derek Lively isn't a person to to tank for. And I think Derek Lively's better than Dwight Powell. I think he can add more to the table. But to disrespect JaVale McGee like this, I hope he goes to a Western Conference contender and kills. Because they're not only... Cutting him. They are like. They're going to pay him slowly. They're not going to pay him what he's owed. They're going to pay him slowly. That shit is fucking crazy, yo. Insane. I think that's a complete disrespect. There are so many teams right now. If they pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. (coughs) Man, if they pick up, like, dog. Okay. For example. Like, if the, the Los Angeles Lakers pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. If the Phoenix Suns pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. The Boston Celtics pick up JaVale McGee, 
it's over. If the Milwaukee Bucks pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. If the Golden State Warriors pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. If the Sacramento Kings pick up JaVale McGee, it's over. A lot of these contenders are a JaVale McGee away from a championship. This is a person who has won three NBA championships. We, he knows what it takes to win the title. And I don't know why Dallas played him like that, but hopefully JaVale gets on a team where <clears throat> he can show out. All right. So next up on the plate, Keyshawn Johnson and Michael Irvin have joined Undisputed, according to Skip Bayless. So he tweeted on X, Richard Sherman, Keyshawn Johnson, Michael Irving, new dream team on the new Undisputed, new Lil Wayne intro song, Good Morning, next Monday, August 28th, 9.30, FS1, be there. All right, I'll check out your little bullshit puss-ass show on the 28th, Skip Bayless. Let's see if you're on the same level as First Fake, Bum Disputed. Let's see if you're better than first things first. Let's see if you're better than the odd couple. With bum-ass Chris Broussard and his sources. Let's see what you got, Skill. Let's see if you can survive the hole that Shannon Sharp left on Come Disputed. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean... I'm glad that Skip Bayless picked up Keyshawn Johnson. At least Skip is admitting to the whole entire world that he can't do it without black co-host. He admits that. I think that's a dope little team, especially if you're um, discussing NFL matters. I mean, Skip used to be on ESPN and shit. The grass is greener on this side. FS1 is the worldwide leader in sports right now. As it currently stands. I I wonder what Cam and Mace are going to think about Irvin and Keyshawn joining Undisputed. Because um, it is what it is. It's supposed to be coming back in September. Can't wait. Speaking of Cam and Mace, Cam and Mace inked an eight-figure deal. An eight-figure deal. With underdog fantasy. Underdog Fantasy self-describes itself as the best place to pick fantasy sports, including best ball, daily drafts, and pick-em. And 
And that's well-deserved for the guys that I view have the best sports talk show in the world. And me, I don't like Nam one of these fuck niggas. I'm sorry. I just don't like none of these shows because they be capping. Most of the time, I watch people on YouTube. I watch uh, Ticket TV. I watch Too Raw for TV. I watch uh, Carcino for Life sometimes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I watch... Um, you know, I watch other content creators like me that don't hold back their their they don't hold back their speech. They don't hold back what they got to say. They say what they got to say and don't give a fuck about the backlash that they get from it. I I watch the sports and political channel of LB. You know what I mean? Like I watch them them cats because they better than the niggas on TV. I don't watch the jump. You know what I'm saying? If Shams and Woj appear on television, I may tune in to that. But I ain't giving ESPN no view. I'll give them a view on YouTube. But, yeah, man. Cam and Mace got the best sports talk show on in the world right now. Because, you know, like I said, they already got charisma and personality from being rappers. They got the drip. They got the slang. They got the lingo. They're fucking hilarious. And they know a little bit about basketball. And other sports, of course, but mostly basketball because they both, you know, play ball. They never played in the NBA, but they were good at basketball. So, obviously... They know their shit. And all of that is hard to find in a show these days. Because part of the interruption fell off. Um, Around the horn fell off. The only person on ESPN that I think has a good show is Scott Van Pelt. That's the only dude that, that got nice shit. Dan Lebatard, I don't know what happened to him. He used to be the shit. Like, his little show, I liked his show. You know, when Bomani Jones was on there, you know, ESPN, I think they let go of Bomani Jones. ESPN let go of everybody that is hip and interesting. But congratulations to Cameron and Mace. Eight figures? That's damn near that's a that's like ten million dollars or more. Sheesh. And last but totally not least, maybe it is least, we don't know. But Drake is dropping for all the dogs on Friday. Allegedly, according to uh Amazon Music. They have the date set and ready to go. This is very important for Drake's MVP race right here, baby. You know what I'm saying? King Known Awards coming at late October. I mean, I could wait until Halloween. It depends on the October schedule on whether I want to 
start working on the awards in, uh, you know, around Halloween where the nominees will be announced. I don't know if I'm going to announce them live or on the show or do both. Who knows? But Drake dropping for all the dogs. Let's be honest. Drake hasn't dropped a good album since Scorpion. Let's talk about it. Drake hasn't dropped a great album. Whew. I got to think about it. How long it's been since he's dropped a great album. Probably uh, nothing was. Oh, yeah. More life. Since more life. That was the last dope ass project that he had. And ever since more life, it's been mid pack after mid pack after mid pack. Because Drake doesn't give a fuck about the quality of his content. He just wants to put out as much music as he can so he can get that $500 million that Universal promised him. I mean, if you looked at his project since Scorpion, they have been, you know, like I said, let's talk about it. Dark Lane demo tapes, trash. Honestly, never mind. Trash. Certified lover boy. Mid. Her loss, pretty good. I think I'm missing a Drake album in between there. I think I'm missing a Drizzy Drake album. I know I'm missing something. No, I didn't miss anything. Right. Like I said. Hopefully for all the dogs. It's going to be good because Search and Rescue, that song is trash. Not going to lie to y'all. I ain't going to hold y'all. It's no diss. Search and Rescue is trash. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what y'all think. That shit is butt cheek juice. I hope all the songs on For All The Dogs do not sound like that. Hopefully Drake actually raps like he did on Her Loss on here. That's the only way. Because in my opinion, Drake's, as far as a solo artist, is in a slump. Like I say, he hasn't dropped a good album since Scorpion. And a great album since More Life. That was 2017. God damn, more life was 2017. Damn. I think, do I want to talk about this? Fuck it, why not? One more thing. I'm going to leave this as a PS. Many people are shitting on LeBron James 
for appearing alongside Drake at this particular concert. Like he, Drake came out onto the stage with Braun and Bronny. But, you know, they were saying, they were, you know, a lot of people are, NBA fans are pissed off at Braun for not going to D-Wade's ceremony. And my thoughts are, it is what it is <laughs> at this point. It is what the fuck it is, man. I don't know. That is kind of bold. I mean, that's your man, allegedly, who you went to his team to teach you how to win championships. Because Wade had the finals MVP already. You know, I'd already reported on this shit before, but you know, I didn't report that the that he was that LeBron James was receiving a lot of backlash from this shit. I mean, it's well deserved. You know, his defenders would say, oh man, he was dealing with the Bronny stuff. I don't know. I'm 50-50 on this situation. I see both sides of the coin. Now, maybe Braun was with his son recovering and stuff. Or maybe LeBron missed it on purpose. We will never know until LeBron speaks on this. But anyway, that is my show. I want to thank y'all for coming through and listening to my shit and fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? It's King Known Uncensored. No brotherly love. And I'm gone.